The world's wind industry is gathering in Melbourne this August. Join them at the APAC Summit to discuss collaboration, market building and solving supply chain challenges in the expanding APAC market. Buy tickets at apacsummit2023.com.au. Hello listeners, Stuart Mullen here, the Chief Operating Officer of the Global Wind Energy Council and today we have have the APAC Offshore Wind and Green Hydrogen Summit series podcasts. And part of this series is we are reaching out to speakers from the conference to hear what they're going to be speaking about in Melbourne at the end of August and to find out a little bit about their company and their background. And today I'm very delighted to have the co-founder of Kima Energy, Maya Malik, join me. Welcome, Maya. Hi, Stuart. Good to be here. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about Kima Energy and your footprint in the uh, APAC region and maybe a little bit about your background? Sure, sure. Uh, Kima Energy was uh, founded by myself and my partner, uh, Kimberly Cram. Uh, we advise developers and investors uh, on um, how to enter and develop projects in uh, uh, offshore wind markets uh, focused on the Asia-Pacific region. Uh, we also do uh, development management uh, for some of the clients uh, we work for. Um, my background is I've worked for nearly 20 years in energy. The last 12 years of those have been in offshore wind. Uh, previously uh, worked for developers, uh, first in Europe, so I worked on projects in the UK, Denmark and Germany, and then five years ago I moved to Taiwan to work on the first projects uh, in the APAC region there, and uh, from Taiwan we have been uh, yeah, supporting the, the region, the APAC region uh, uh, in, in offshore wind. Well, it sounds like a lot of experience that you've crammed into 20 years of, uh, of working in the industry. So you said that you uh, help developers or you work with developers. Can you give us a little bit of context as to what type of work and what type of involvement in the projects that you're working with? Sure. Uh, we, uh, uh, we do a range of things. Uh, we help them to assess new markets, to decide if uh, they would like to enter those. Uh, we help with uh, developing a strategy for how they will enter new markets. Uh, we help for assessing the competition and potential for partnership uh, in those markets. Um, and in some cases, we sort of step in and actually uh, lead the development uh, of um, their works uh, in those markets, including uh, selecting sites, uh, mapping out um, their development plans, consenting plans, uh, technical feasibility studies, etc. And at the conference, what will you be speaking about? Uh, I uh, at the conference, I'm participating in the panel, uh, which is about financing offshore wind in Australia. Um, so, uh, yeah, I hope to bring uh, my experience on projects uh, in Europe, uh, as well as uh, more recently uh, in Taiwan and other Asian countries um, to, uh, yeah, add to the discussion uh, about how we should do things in Australia. 
Do you think that there's much that we can take away from other markets? You know, when you look at Australia and you look at APAC, there's been, I guess, you know, well, China excluded, uh, like the Chinese market excluded, which they've just, you know, so much volume in that market in the last few years, and now they're the, the world's leading market in the offshore space. But in some of the other emerging markets like Taiwan or like um, uh, Japan and Korea, and even Vietnam and the Philippines, where there's been a little bit of development works, what what are some of the lessons that, or, that we can learn from our experiences and industry in those markets, which we can take in and maybe open up new markets like the Philippines and India, West Coast, US, et cetera? Well, I think, uh, you know, from, from a financing perspective, like to, to ensure projects are financeable, I think the key lessons we can take from those markets is, you know, first of all, just to have a very uh, clear path obtaining your project rights um, and um, uh, also ensuring um, there is a, a route to market and um, that is structured in a way that is de-risked enough um, to be attractive uh, for yep. investors and lenders um, uh, and then ensuring that you know the risk of the project uh, you know, particularly around skills and supply chain, you know, can be uh, can be managed in a way that also you know satisfies um, your your investors. There seems to be a I'm not sure if it's a myth or if it's a truism. It seems to there seems to be a. Uh, perception in the market that finance is no uh, problem, that there's always enough money for offshore wind and they, that we can't really find enough projects at the moment. It's the lack of projects that's the problem. It's not not the money. Is that true or was that true at one point and maybe not so true these days? Yeah, I think, um, uh, I guess you are right in the sense that there's a, a lot of uh, interest to invest, but I think what we see from other markets is you know, always at, at the end of the day, there are conditions that need to be met uh, for that those funds to be invested, um, and um, uh, it's uh, you, you won't get those funds without ticking the boxes. It's as simple as that. So it's quite easy for projects to just simply get stuck. Um, yeah, the two aren't necessarily related it's it's not a shoe in put it that way it's a a, a lot of things to be a lot sure. of work to be done to to finance these huge uh, projects yeah so if we look at the profile of the markets uh, and maybe this is something that that you have a great answer for but uh, i think mm -hmm. that what we when i've been speaking to other people as part of this these interview series you get a lot of people saying, oh, we very much are missing federal targets or we're very much missing like uh, tangible targets or from, from the Australian context. And you mentioned yourself, the route to market. We know that the states are going to do the offtake, uh, I think in Victoria and then most likely New South Wales, that everything, the offtake will come from the states. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you know the mechanism yet. I know that in the uh, Victorian government's implementation statements, they spoke about like a CFD uh, type of arrangements. But do, what sort do, is that enough for, for the financial community to invest in? Is that does that provide you with the certainty that you're requiring, or how, what what more do we need? 
to I have to really say for now because not a lot of detail has been released. So, You're right yeah. in the state of Victoria, they have said that they plan to implement a CFD-like mechanism yeah. for uh, um, at least two gigawatts, I believe is the term. So um, it will be uh, easier to comment on this when you see what that like um, uh, and what, you know, gaps are left for you to fix, you know, through other means uh, as a developer. And is it important from your perspective that when you work with a developer, given the fact that Australia is geographically a long way from anywhere else in the world, uh, that developers need to maybe look at a, having a, a, a market strategy where they have multiple pro projects within the market to gain scale? Or can you afford to be a developer that just comes into one particular area and then just does a project and then yeah, just have an asset down there? Um, as an industry, you, you definitely need the scale within a particular market. Um, um, because you create then the ecosystem and then everyone feeds off each other. Um, you know, as a as a developer, it's it's less important. It of okay. course helps you to invest more in your you know permanent establishment and you know therefore people etc. Um, but uh, as as an industry, for sure, you you need a, a ecosystem for that that market to to thrive. So when we get to Melbourne, who are the people that you would be looking to interact with down there? What sort of conversations are you personally looking to have? One thing is about what you're speaking about, but what are other some of mm -hmm. the other topics that you'd like to have discussed at the conference? Yeah, well, for, for me, it'd be really good just to reconnect with you know, old colleagues from industry <laughs> all over the world and just compare and see where different countries are in their journeys. I think I'm particularly interested in hearing about, I think, in Europe, um, you know, we see um, some like issues coming out uh, at the moment due to uh, you know, increase uh, in interest rates and inflation and, you know, issues meeting like CFD commitments and really um, curious to hear more about the issues that the mature industry is having and how we can learn those lessons now in these like markets that are just starting out. Um, and, and yeah, I just think the other co interesting uh, conversation that we should also have is just, just, you know, a very open dialogue sort of across, uh, across APAC, yeah, you know, particularly with, uh, with the supply chain about how, you know, we make this work uh, as, as a re as a region, um, that uh, yeah, I think would be very uh, uh, give us uh, give me a lot of insight into <laughs> how this industry uh, will will develop. I think that's that uh, supply chain question has been on the top of everyone's uh, list of things to talk about. I think that everyone realizes that as we grow the industry and, and particularly of the volumes that we need in the industry that's going to take a lot of work to get there. And I think that most people see these next 12 to 24 months as being very critical to for the supply chain to get the signals that they need to make the investments decisions that is going to enable them to 
reach the capacity to actually help deliver some of this capacity into market. So, I mean, fingers crossed that we can stimulate the conversation yeah. and, and we can get uh, the government that we're going to bring to the conference to listen to industry to hear about what industry sees as the greatest challenges. Because I think that that, uh, you know, I think you mentioned it yourself about this regional collaboration and, you know, getting governments to work with other governments and industry to work with industry across a region. That's it's going to be one of the keys to, I think, unlocking some of this potential. Yeah, we can certainly do things much faster if we, you know, learn learn of each other. Um, and I and I do think like somehow just also having that long term view, you know, because at the end of the day, APAC is home to the great manufacturing economies of the world. And I think actually in the long term, we will do things here, you know, more efficiently and cheaper than other parts of the world. And it's just going to be really key that we start things off so it gets that chance, yeah. you know, our, our economy sort of get the chance to participate and develop in, in that open way um, and achieve like the potential that uh, it can. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you very much for joining us briefly for a, a bit of a sneak peek into what we'll be discussing at the conference and you'll be speaking on the uh, the Wednesday morning, I believe. So anyone that wants to get along and hear you, uh, they should come to the main plenary stage at, uh, I think it's around about 11 o'clock. Is that right on the uh, Wednesday morning? That's right. Maya Malik, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. Great, thanks for that. Just before you go, can I ask you mm -hmm. just to, if, if you don't mind, to do a, a sort of like a, just a, say your name and your company and that uh, that you're looking forward to, or who, what you're looking forward to uh, at the conference. So we can just use, we can just use that as a sort of like a, you know, hey, yeah, I'm Stuart Mullen, I'm the Chief Operating Officer. I'm looking forward to seeing you all in Melbourne at the end of August uh, to have a wonderful conversation about offshore wind or something like that, just but, Whatever you, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just it's, it's recording. So just go whenever you're ready. Okay. Hi, I'm Maya Malik. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Kima Energy. Uh, really looking forward to uh, connecting with everyone uh, in in Melbourne at the GWAC uh, Offshore Wind and Hydrogen Summit. Thank you.